Good evening, Matt Awkward. Hello. How are you today? Good. I really hope I, I make it through Pledge Night here and find all my items. Uh... By Pledge Night, you mean the Hazing Night. Uh, yes. Sorry, not Pledge Night. <laughs> that would mean that you would be uh, an acid casualty who lives in a toilet. I do have a cherry in my butt crack right now. <laughs> well, that's that's important. Uh, which way did it come from? You know what? I don't I ha- care. I have you to know? keep it in there for the whole podcast. That's, <laughs> my, that's, my, that's how I'm pledging. <laughs> oh, then I get in. Let's... <laughs> So let's make this is snappy. This, is this my decision? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't feel like I would have. I don't feel like I would have put you up to that. Um, okay. So, so this is one. This is definitely one of those like see our numbers plunge uh, podcasts. Every time we do something that goes into the late '90s or early 2000s, just boom, just we see them tank. Oh yeah. Yeah, people do not like 2000s movies. Uh, let's mislabel it then. Absolutely. Just, just we'll be like, we're, we're doing the hazing from 1986. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, be like, oops, typo. I mean, honestly, <laughs> the film quality is the only thing that would let you know that this wasn't from the 80s. Oh, totally 80s feel. This yeah. Is, this is a very 80s movie. Yep. Um, That's and a shame. I love movies from the 2000s. It's like yeah. Like, 90s and, and 2000 to 2010 is probably like my favorite era yeah i mean i'm it still, used to definitely be 80s i'm, I'm now still like, i'm still 80s but i've i've learned to appreciate certain things that drove me crazy while i was mm-hmm. living through the era of those movies yep um i mean still like this movie it, one of my big problems is the 80s was the last time everything stopped being so self-referential and so meta and so like everything has to be a reference to something else this movie is just a note for note knockoff of evil dead you know like they're just stealing they're stealing evil dead and then they're stealing night of the demons yeah. and they're even like so feeling so guilty about <laughs> stealing evil dead that they're just like see these references no guys it's cool we know we're doing this <laughs> yeah we know we know we know, we know it's cool look i've got a picture of bruce campbell come that on is, it's a reference that is something stupid i agree <laughs> i don't like the bruce campbell picture thing i, thought uh, I mean i understand i, I certainly get it because i mean around that time i was that guy and if i had made a movie if somebody had given me ralph konevsky money you know twenty thousand dollars uh to make a movie i would have made this movie mm-hmm. you know it would have been just like this and it would have been fucking awesome. <laughs> and this is awesome. Yes. But it is also stupid. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it but, definitely... it, but the thing is, it is just a fun movie. It like, is. start to finish. And it's Halloween themed. So, I mean, it's perfect for this time yep. of year. Start to finish. It's just fun. Just tune in and tune yeah. out. Yeah. It is It is <laughs> definitely It is definitely a no brains allowed production. Yep. There are, if you I'm fine with that. If you think about it for two <laughs> seconds, you're going to you're gonna want to bite your own head off. But it is... It's it's a fun one. Yep. It is it's definitely worth a watch. And I I watched it first on um oh, what was that thing? The on YouTube. The the rip was like backwards and it yep. looked like shit. But then I found a Tubi rip of it. So Yeah, that was cool. The Tubi version was nice. Like it looked I watched good-ish. it on my tape last night because I couldn't find my DVD that I was gonna let you borrow. And then I also watched it again on YouTube at work, and it was very odd watching it um, backwards <laughs> yes. after watching it for the fir- 
just normal last night. I can't believe so people still do that shit. Yeah, like that was like an that was like an old uh, an old like LimeWire trick. Like that was well, like it seems to work. That movie's still there, I guess. But then again, oh, so are a bunch we... of other movies that are right way. Right. I mean, like <laughs> there's there's plenty of like Titanics up there. Then like for some reason, Ralph Konevsky is going to be out there like hunting down people. <laughs> he could. He could. He get mecha foot on it. <laughs> Yet no, he can't because he didn't fucking make it. The hell, Ralph. Yeah, I gave you 150 bucks, buddy. Where's my mega foot? And I watched my friend give you 150 bucks, buddy. Where's my mega foot? And also, uh, to be fair, I spent 150 bu- bucks on mega foot because I got 150 bucks worth of cool shit from it. So really, <laughs> I, I do not hold him accountable for that at all. I got something very cool out of it anyway, so whatever. Uh, but okay, let's talk give about... Give us mega foot. But, but also, just fucking make mega foot, for God's sake. I mean... <laughs> Can't you get, like, 20 bucks from Troma to make that thing? <laughs> um, anyway, all right. Here it is, The Hazing. The Hazing, a.k.a. Uh, Dead Scared. <laughs> One of the worst titles I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm really glad that they went with The Hazing, even though The Hazing doesn't tell me much either. Um, why couldn't it have just been Evil Dead Frat or something it, like that? It was originally started, I guess, as a uh, a sequel to Hell Knight. Which I read in the trivia. I don't know how true that, that makes is. That makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. of all the stuff that's going on in this. That's yeah. so funny. And okay. Then, yep. There we go. Huh. Interesting. So it could be called Hell Knight 2. That would, I mean, <laughs> there you go. I mean, if you're comparing this movie to Hell Knight, it is way more entertaining than oh, Hell definitely. Knight. Oh, definitely. It's not as good a movie as Hell Knight, but yes, it, is it is much more entertaining. It's one of those things. Like, it's... If if all of a sudden I could only have one movie, well, it was either I one of these. A good point. I, I'd pick you this. You know what? That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I guess as far as points go, you've you've won the day. Ding. Yep, one point. <laughs> so I do. I like this intro, except I. There's this thing that happened around this time when Final Cut had that, uh, that fog thing, the yeah. fog flicker, and, and the flame, every, and the flame oh, effect. Yeah. Every place that was like, oh shit, look at that, and it's free with Final Cut. Oh <laughs> shit, cool. <laughs> and so we get that title sequence. Yeah, we, we get we get a nice title sequence. It's it's unnecessary. Like it's just like a bunch of mumbo jumbo about the magic book and. <laughs> okay, so it's what I like about this as a metal fan yep. is that it was like exploiting. It's like it starts out and it's like, and you're like, oh shit, death metal intro, and then it's like, <laughs> and then they came from the north, and it's like, oh, power metal intro, yeah. fucking a, this is great. But then you don't get any metal. You don't get any <laughs> metal, which was really shocking. But <laughs> you get introduced to Brad Dorf's passable British accent. Yes. <laughs> he doesn't really sound like Chucky in this one. He does not. Yeah. I mean, there's that. Um, I enjoyed the various people doing his voice as it went on, mm-hmm. except for the last the last woman who is spacesuit lady. Uh, Tiffany Shepis. Sure. Her version of his, his voice was not Perfect. great. However, the the guy that gets possessed by him first yeah. sounds just like Doug Bradley once he gets yeah, possessed. Yeah, he was good. That was weird. Yeah, I like that. Um, okay. Surprised that nobody said that. Like, whoa, you sound just like Doug Bradley, <laughs> the guy that played Pinhead in Hellraiser. I mean, in this movie. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, yeah. should absolutely have that kind of self-referential nonsense going on. Um, okay, so we, we do, uh, speaking of meta, we do the, we're doing the voiceover, and then it kind of comes out, and we're like, oh, shit, he's still doing the voiceover. And it's Brad Dorf with his 
insane hillbilly mustache. <laughs> yes. He's got a massive handlebar mustache. He's a probably. college professor with a hillbilly mustache and a British accent. <laughs> and an occultist. <laughs> okay. You know, they I really must... wonder if he was growing that for like another role nope. at the time. And he's like, One I-, I can't lose this. Billion percent. Yeah. He was like doing some other movie. Cowboy and, movie or yeah, something. And he was like <laughs> sneaking this in on the yeah. side. Uh, which, you know, of course. Maybe he just likes Rolf Konevsky movies a lot. Or flicks, I mean. <laughs> when was uh, when was uh, Deadwood? I don't know. Was this around the same time as Deadwood? Probably not. I think that was much later. Uh, but he definitely had that same kind of shitty mustache. Same gotcha. I never saw. Crazy hillbilly mustache. Um, okay, so... Um, he's going on and on in his <laughs> apartment, and he's there with Brooke Burke from Ease Wild On. Um... I guess. Sure. Um, I could what not. What is she doing there? Is I she seducing him? I could not gauge what was going on here. I couldn't either. I couldn't tell if she it was, was like, <laughs> it seemed like she was almost seducing him. But then she said like, I got to go to a party. Can I change here? And then it's like, so what, are you just leaving then? But are you? But she's dressing really sexy. Really so... sexy in both outfits. So I don't know. But it's like, what are you doing at your college professor's house on Halloween night? Like, if <laughs> I definitely would have appreciated them cluing us in a little more here yeah. where he like being like, like oh one my line. my grades oh do you think that that'll fix my grades yeah she does mention she grades, mentions but her it, grades and but it she wasn't doesn't, but it wasn't like right. a thing it's just like yeah yeah it wasn't a quid pro quo exactly moment. yeah um so who that's knows? what she was there for i bet i guess or maybe I mean, she just likes cool shit she's he has super a bunch into of him yeah who knows it's a mustache i mean i couldn't i couldn't tell if it was just that like this is how she is all the time because <laughs> like that's how she reads all of her lines is like, oh, I'm I'm being flirtatious. Or if she was literally flirtatious. Who knows? But either way, it didn't work. Um, because turns out that after she grabs his uh, spirit Halloween Kandarian dagger off the wall, <laughs> um, he says, it's meant to open a portal. Oh, okay, cool, whatever. Uh, she goes, changes, and then he beats her brains in. Yep. Uh, so... That's weird. Also, so in between those two scenes, sorry, sorry to jump around, but he then starts reading from the book. Are we supposed to assume that right now, this moment, he's getting possessed or something? No, he's killing her. It's a, a it's sacrifice to open okay. the portal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going with. Was he, <laughs> he wasn't reading it out loud though? He was reading it to himself. Mm-hmm. He was like flipping through and looking at the pictures. The, the, the demons can hear. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the pictures in my, in my Satan book. It's a cool book. <laughs> it really was. Okay. It's even got English translation of all the Latin on the other side of the page. I think that was a joke, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with that because it is a funny joke. Yes. Um, actually, that whole exchange was good. I yep. absolutely have to give it up for that. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> this movie. That fucking, that spirit Halloween thing that's like, I know I've seen that thing before. The staff? Yeah. Like, that is a thing. No way. It's an ancient artifact. (laughs) Well, that's what I mean. I've seen it in books, talking about the Kandarian staff of Spirit Halloween. (laughs) Um, Okay, so... Now, we cut directly from her screaming. We do a a little smash from her scream to to a group full of crazy frat guys all screaming. Guys and girls. And sorority ladies. And in their underwear. They're doing a co-ed 
uh, pledge uh, kind of dealy. Do you think they always had that in mind, or do you think that they had to change halfway through to be like, oh shit, we, you can't get women into fraternities? Duh, whoops. <laughs> no. Because it, <laughs> it seems insane that that would happen, but the time that they mention it, literally her face is away from the camera, and then they mention it like as an ADR line. Oh, really? Which I thought was funny. So I was like, <laughs> that would be funny. possible that they didn't know that you couldn't <laughs> oh, That's not possible. No. Um, but they're doing a co-ed yes. uh, pledge thing where they the kids have to do a scavenger hunt and find all these items on the list. And then they got to go spend the night in the haunted They house. have to literally commit multiple felonies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Come a great on. scene. <laughs> and B&Es. They're like... <laughs> We want you to do several home invasions. We need you to steal guitars from from bands who are performing on stage. Yep. Crazy. Um, so he's decided that these people aren't screaming loud enough. What is this? You're terrible at it. We have one character, our character Tim, who's going to be our hero for this movie because he's the only non-scumbag in the entire cast. And he can't scream. He can't scream. His scream got stuck. Yeah, because of an event that we're going to find out about later in That's his boring. tragic backstory that is really boring. They could have cut that out. But I know, or they could have written something that was that actually was not kind boring. of a tragic <laughs> yeah. backstory. Uh, and they chose not to. Um, <laughs> so... They, he says, okay, well, we're going to take you someplace that's going to teach you how to scream. The scariest place on earth. The hack house. Hack house. The, Where people got hacked. <laughs> the incredibly lazily named hack house. And then we get a crazy lazily flashback of... Uh, I, I feel like I've seen this scene a thousand times. I kind of... Oh, okay, the joke in this one yep. I thought was funny. I'm sorry. What's that? So he's like, it's like flashing back, oh, and then it flashes to boobs, and it's like, oh, okay, I get it, you have to have boobs in the scene. And then, so he's like smashing her head in with a statue. Yep. He grabs that, and then he grabs something else, and he hits her again, and then he grabs a fucking, uh, like a flail or like a morning star, and then he beats her with that. And I was like, <laughs> okay, that's a little like rule of threes, uh, you know. I didn't like, even notice that. Police yeah. academy joke. That's fine. I think I was just like zoned out when I was, was like, oh, yeah, record's playing, yeah. Husband finds a cheating wife, kills her back in the 50s. Like, I yeah. feel like I've seen that flashback oh. so many times. I mean, Mirror, Mirror, we saw it in, like, we've seen it in the last two months of movies that we've done, <laughs> like, three or four times. Um, but yes, so this is going to be a very Night of the Demons kind of thing. We're going to be going, you know, once, you, once you've stolen all this shit, then you've got to spend a night in the house. Uh, everything's worth a certain amount of points. You know, they've all got to work together and blah, blah, blah. And then instantly they're like, fuck that. We're going to split up into two teams. Yep. Because we both have pretty much matching convertibles. So why not just do that? And they do. And um, they also get their Halloween costumes, too. And they all wear. And of course, as any movie like this has, you've got the dudes in like drugstore, like 50 cent costumes and the women in like full on Victoria's Secret model, like. Yeah, it's awesome. Four hundred dollar outfits. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's okay. Honestly, his devil costume was pretty great. Yeah, it was cool. I did like Tim's outfit. Yep. Um, the other two were lazy. Also, I'm an army guy. Also, I gotta <laughs> say, man, Tim, where the fuck did you go, dude? Like this actor rules. Yeah, he's really fun. He could have been uh, he could have been our Ryan Reynolds for this era if he had 
popped up in more stuff. I don't know what his yeah. deal is. He's got a great... Did he vanish? I, I don't know. I just hadn't seen him in any... I don't huh. recognize him from anything, certainly. Gotcha. I must... Yeah, he is good, though. Yeah, I thought he was cool. Um, okay, so... Oh, yeah. They also... Uh, they... Right. Uh, da, 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 da. They get their costumes <laughs> on, and then we get this Reservoir Dogs parody. Yes. We... <laughs> I don't know why... It's fun. You it's, see the costumes? Yeah, it, it was a good shot. It's cool. I like the slow motion walking scene. It's fun. Yep. Um, then they get in the car, and then Tim, who, again, is our only rational character in this entire movie, he's like, wait a minute, guys. Won't they recognize us? And they're <laughs> like, duh, we're wearing costumes as he turns on his cherry red Mustang convertible with <laughs> visible license plates. Yeah, the cops yep. will never fucking never find, find you, that, buddy. That, 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 there's just so many of those things on the road. <laughs> never gonna recognize you. Um, whatever. So, and we get this cool song called "Zombie Dance." <laughs> yeah, this is one of like Rob Zombie's, uh, one of his record label <laughs> bands. Oh, is it? I think so. I think they were on the Halloween Hoot and Annie soundtrack, yeah, which fun I really song. liked. Um, yeah, it was cool. Uh, and then they go to a store and they see. A Bruce Campbell picture for his new book. Uh, again, pointing to the fact that they are totally on, they are well aware that they oh, are yeah. ripping off Evil Dead. I wonder if they tried to get Campbell at all for a Oh, they absolutely must have. They must yeah. have. I mean, they probably went and asked him at a signing, and that's where they got the thing, and that's probably why it said <laughs> not groovy. <laughs> <laughs> this homage is not groovy. Uh, okay. So we get boobs out of nowhere here in the middle of this, like, thieving montage. We go back to... Back to the frat where they're just dancers on the bar. I guess there's strippers there. What the fuck is going on at the... I, I guess it doesn't matter. I guess they just yeah. needed to squeeze more boobs in. Works for me. Um, but we get them. They're out. Oh, they steal a mannequin. They steal a street sign. They steal a Frisbee. It's wacky. And then somebody crashes their car and dies because they stole their <laughs> the detour, <laughs> the sign, detour sign. Which does come back, back into play. Um, they Yeah, it does. They steal a movie seat. And then the ditzy one gets popcorn because she doesn't know why she's there. And she also catches a rat that she carries to the movie, too. Yeah. That, impressive. <laughs> it's a fun montage, though. This whole, it is. This whole scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they steal the guitar from probably the band that's playing the zombie dance, I assume. And uh, Tim, again, the smart one, doesn't want to be locked in the trunk. My question is, why is the other stuff not, you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing that's funny. Like, they're not getting busted <laughs> driving around in a very distinct car with filled all, to the brim of stolen, stolen things that people were probably calling the police on. They stole a mannequin and a guitar and they on, got everything. They're on a, they're on a looting spree throughout L.A., with all of the shit that they've stolen sticking out of their car, yeah. and nope, nobody cares. <laughs> Man. Uh, okay, but we have this other group. So that that's our main group. That's our group of three people who are doing all of the little stealing to try and get the, the number of items. Yep. But it turns out that Space Girl and Army Zombie, who's dressed up as, I guess, Big Ben from House, maybe? Sure. Um, a, they decide, listen, there's only one item that's got enough points that we've got to get it no matter what. It's the one where you have to break into the teacher's house, murder him, and steal his book. <laughs> well, murdering him wasn't part of the plan. I don't know. You can't convince me of that. 
No, they went in because they they saw people were trying to, trick or treaters couldn't get to his house, so they're like, oh, oh he's we lucked out, there. he's not there. Turns so their out. plan was just to sneak in, goink it, and run. Yep. But turns out that this uh, fake Necronomicon, aka Savior of the Souls, is that what it was called? The Book of All Souls or something like that. Something. Who cares? Something that sounds like a metal album from yep. 1995. Um, whatever. They break in through a window because she dated a guy once who did I home hate invasions. Those lines. Yeah, but you didn't. Uh, it's just like that other movie. I don't remember what it was. Where it's, it's okay. My dad was a Marine. I totally know how to use a machine gun now. Uh, Night of the oh, Was it Night of the Shitty Comet? I hate that fucking God, how dare you? How dare you? You get out of here. <laughs> You take this terrible hazing movie and get out. Hazing greater than Comet. Woo! All right. All right. Let's calm down before somebody says something they can't take back. Um, All right. So, Weird Space Girl goes looking in the musty basement because she figures his most prized possession, he's going to keep it in a wet basement. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, But it turns out that he kept his second most prized possession in the basement, which is all of the corpses and murder victims. Yeah. And And she scares her. Yeah. Because he pops up and goes, what are you doing here? (laughs) And she lets out a great scream and runs. Yeah. Also, I love his basement. His basement is just like a labyrinth of concrete walls. It's insane. Um, Which must literally be what it is because... They're certainly not going to pay for it. They must have found a location that literally is just that. We <laughs> just is... called it a basement of the yeah. house. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, pretty cool. So, she runs away, locks the door, gets away, um, but... He pops out from the other hall. I guess it was like a loop around thing. Yeah, some sort of he secret. He grabs her, and then blah, blah, dude blah. comes down. <laughs> I love that dude's actually found the book. Yeah. And then sees him attacking her. <laughs> He's like... Oh, shit, here, catch. <laughs> he goes up to attack him, and he's like, oh, catch, catch, take the book. <laughs> yep. Not like, oh, sorry, sir. Here's your book back. We're out of here. Yes. <laughs> so he... Doubles down on the thieving. Right. He then kicks Brad Dorif off mm-hmm. the stairs, and he flies like crazy into a gigantic devil horn well, or t- something. Tiffany has a giant elephant tusk, and she ends up leaning on that statue, and it leans forward. Just at the right time, as he falls onto it and gets impaled. Oh, is that what's going on? Yeah, (laughs) I could not figure it out to save my life. Okay, cool. I just knew that there was a thing there that he flew into and impaled himself on, and that the way that it looked, it looked like he flew, you know, conservatively like seven or eight feet. Oh yeah, and and they're like they're leaving, and they're like, it's gonna be fine. It's he tripped and fell on the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, listen. I know there are some dumb cops out there in the world, but I don't think anyone's going to fall for that. <laughs> I think that's... Maybe he was trying to jump the stairs. Like, I wonder if I could jump from the top to the bottom. Uh, yes, he was playing some sort of, let's put this trampoline in the middle stair. <laughs> and they'll think that he did it himself. Um, but yeah, so they do. They're like, if, originally she's like, I'm going to call 911. You know, this guy was a fucking mass murderer, so yep. it's not going to be a big deal. The fact that we killed him is going to... We're yeah, the gonna cops be, are going to be like, thank you. Thank you for killing this mass murderer. <laughs> That's totally cool. You saved the county a lot of money. That's good logic. <laughs> and yeah. so, but I mean, for real, like, we went in, he invited us over, and then tried to kill us. 
Yep. Totally holds water when you find a bunch of corpses in oh, the yeah. basement. Like, nobody's going to question you on that. But then she gets cold feet midway through her 911 call, leaves it off the hook, and is like, 911 will show up. It'll be fine. And we'll just get the fuck out of here. You've got your fingerprints on the Kandarian dagger. You've got your fingerprints on the Necronomicon. Uh, we got to get out of here. We're going to take both of those things and then we'll burn them when we get to the, when we get to the house. If there's a fireplace there, I guess there is, but it turns luckily there is. And also this whole movie hinges on the most insane coincidence. Once they get there. Oh yeah. Oh my God. That's frustrating. Okay. <laughs> All right. So they do, they, they bug out and he goes ah, something because he's still alive. Uh, he says no. He doesn't want the police tracing the call because he wants to die, I think. Once he's dead, then he can be totally free. That's So he's like, no, don't save me. Right. Yep. Um, so they do go back to the house, and then we get this. This is another dumb part where they don't want to show everybody that they've got the book because they don't want people to know that they went to his house and did that. Right. So, okay, stick the book in the trunk of the car then. Like, But, but the dude puts it in his back pocket of his jacket like... And carries it into the house. They leave the staff in the car. Like, why wouldn't they just leave the fucking book in the car? Once they're in the house, they're not allowed to leave, so I mean, nobody's going to find it in your car. You would think that they would want... If they wanted to burn it, everything, they would have broken the staff in half. And then they would have stuffed everything into a bag or something. Yeah, and then, and then brought just toss it, it in the fire. And yep. then toss it in the fire later. It's contrived. It's, it's very contrived. But <laughs> uh, there's a good reason for it story-wise. Yep. Um, they just had to get that book in the house. <laughs> yes. Yep. So uh, we get the first carload of dinguses showing up before they do. Mm-hmm. And they get in there and there's like the lights are on and there's some spooky noises outside. And they do some ham-fisted early 2000s meta commentary. This guy tries to do a Seth Green and it kind of doesn't work. It totally works. Okay, sure. <laughs> this movie could have used Seth Green. Mm. I would definitely. I love that guy. I would have taken Seth Green in this in this main character role that the first guy possessed. Yep. He wasn't bad or anything. He's just not perfect. Yeah. You know, um, he's not quite compelling enough. I don't think maybe yeah. I'm wrong. I, I thought he know, was good. He was he good. He definitely gave it his all. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, for, for a movie of this budget and all that, yep. he absolutely was really good. But I think that if this movie had had the budget to just kind of amp up a couple of actors in it, I think it would have been better. Yeah. Um, so we then, after they, after they do the thing where they're like, oh, it sounds like a shutter. And then a shutter flies through the window, blah, 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 <laughs> early 2000 stuff. Um, turns out that the banging that they're hearing is the head of the sorority and the head of the fraternity who are now attic people living in this attic and banging on things to freak them out. It's, it's exactly hell night. They've got the place wired for sound. They've got the place wired with all sorts of shit. They've got, they don't have any monitors though. And they <laughs> somehow seem to like know when to target. That was really my problem. It's, yeah. It's why Halloween five is a superior movie or is it Halloween? Which one is it? Oh, Halloween resurrection seven. Yeah. Yes. Resurrection is they, a better movie because they had monitors. So it all makes sense. Um, okay. We've got uh, the hospital now. We've got the evil professor after the 911 call. They do the classic wheel him down the, down the hall. He was evil, it turns out. So if you don't want to save him, it's fine. You'll save us all a lot of, a lot yeah, of pain. I like the doctors. Well, if I fail, you can congratulate me. Yep. 
So, and he also was like, his heart was punctured. He mentions that like he's got like multiple ventricles of his heart or like he's tough. He's really fucked up. It's that mustache. You know, I bet it is. Mm -hmm. I bet it's that fucking badass mustache. Um, But uh, he's in a coma. He's going to be fine. He's just going to hang out in a coma for a while. (laughs) And so the the murderers get to hack house and they fight about their dumb plan. Blah, blah, blah. You know, what are we going to do? Blah, blah, blah. She punches him in the face because she's the smart one. It's awesome. And yeah, yes. I love it, man. I'm the man, so I get to decide what we do. Boom! Boom! <laughs> that was yeah, that was well worth it. Um, and, okay, so... Yeah, th- whatever. They, they argue about all that stuff, and then they eventually decide to just bring the book in, leave the staff. That, leaving the staff is the thing that just vexes me. Um, okay, so it turns out that they had enough points without even them going to that house. So now it turns out that they're all going to die because of a thing that they didn't even need to do, which, you know, in retrospect, sucks for them. Yep. <laughs> um, and then now they just have to chill out at the hack house for seven more hours. There's some insinuation about the house being haunted and blah, blah, blah. And then we get... What might be the worst line of dialogue in the whole movie, which is uh, Space Girl attempting a burn on the ditzy girl who's Dina? Diana? Delia. Delia, yes. Her name. Her line was, dead and buried is a condition that doesn't change. Kind of like the space between your ears. <laughs> I, don't, eh, I don't know. I don't know. What, what does that mean? Yeah. Like your brain never gets your brain isn't, isn't decaying. Your brain there's never less brain. It's never more brain. <laughs> is she implying that smart people their brains increase in size? I it didn't did not nothing <laughs> yeah. about that tracked for me. Uh, okay, so but also she has a. I mean, you've got to have this because it would be really irritating if she was like upset about killing somebody after this Mm -hmm. but her character jump from like just murdered somebody 25 minutes ago to let's start making jokes about the ditzy girl is like an impressive like massive leap um okay so (laughs) the book that the dude in the camo has stuffed up the back of his shirt starts glowing and he's like oh it's it's burning me whoa (laughs) And he drops it in the middle of the floor, and everyone stares at it. So, real fucking slick on that yep. one, buddy. Um, now the professor's spirit is flying around the hospital looking for the book, and uh, now the dingus who got burned by the book is like, well, you're going to try to burn me? How about I burn you? And so he takes it out, and he runs it to the fireplace. But the fireplace comes alive and, and shoots flames, so he falls backwards. And drops it, and it flies conveniently into a hole into in the, wall. the book-shaped hole in the wall, <laughs> which is insane. That part is insane. I would give that that part is supernatural. That's fine by me. Yep. But the fact that it turns out, if if it had just been, there's supernatural shit going on in this house. That fire exploded outward and threw them backwards. I'd go, yeah. There's fucking spirits and crazy shit. But But then we cut to the attic, and it turns out that this dude who can't see what's going on has turned the fireplace up (laughs) with a propane tank. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) That's insanity. So, I mean... You could have left that out, too, and just been like, the fire did that. Yeah, and been fine. I would have been fine with just the fire doing it, but 
We did not. But we're introduced to their prank room, their headquarters. Yes. Yeah. So we do see that they have like a, a full mission control in the attic. I do like when he when the book falls into the wall and he's like, Oh, what's down there? And the other guy goes, The book? The book. <laughs> I kind of appreciated their little interaction back and forth when he's <laughs> fucking with the guy. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's good at pushing buttons. He was he's good at the quick one liners. Like. Yeah. Definitely that was that was really enjoyable. Um so okay. Let's see. We got uh, the space lady going out to the beer. Oh, there's beer in the car. So space lady's like, fuck, yeah, I just murdered somebody. I'd love to have a beer. So she's like, I'm going out to the car. And but she needs to get the keys for the convertibles. Yes. <laughs> and then she hits the door, and then instantly all the, like, locked. We get full House on Haunted Hill syndrome. Yep. like because the professor did it. Yes. He made the house get locked down, yeah, with his magic spell. Yes. You see it in the book downstairs, yeah. It's like okay. a fortress spell. It opens up to a certain page, and it's like, that happens. Okay, sure. Hey, I'm... Uh, <laughs> Just roll with me. I Absolutely. I'm <laughs> I'm fine with that. Um. Okay, so they can't do anything. So one of the dummies, I don't know what his name is. Nobody has a name in this. I don't care. Um. One of the dummies flirtily chases the Playboy bunny upstairs because he was dressed as a wolf or something. I think his name's Roy. Sure. I'm going (laughs) to say Roy is fine. Um, But they're going to go upstairs and do it. Uh, Army guy goes down to the basement to find the book, and he gets locked in. Turns out that was our pranksters upstairs. There's a bunch of spooky tombstones down there, <laughs> and the head of the frat is controlling the, the spooky skeleton under the <laughs> And he knows that he's looking at it when he makes him give him a middle finger from his control deck with no TVs yep. three flights up. Yeah. <clears throat> he knows what's going on. Uh, and then the, the professor shows up as a glowing green ghost here. And this whole scene is great, too. It is pretty funny. Just him making fun of the kid who's yes, kind of stupid. Basically. It's 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 mostly it's just that, but it is it's actually pretty funny. It's pretty well written here. Um so the only unbelievable part is when he's like, Okay, so read the passage. When a glowing green ghost in a haunted house tells you to read a <laughs> passage out of a book, what do you do, Matt? Run. There you go. <laughs> Good call. But the kid's an idiot, and he lies to him. He's like, why would I want to read the passage? Because if you do, then I can leave. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So he kind of convinces him, like, yeah, you're helping me move on get to out. the other plane. Exactly. Yep. And so it turns out that that wasn't what he was doing. Um, but the dinks in the attic overhear him because they're listening, because they have they at least they have, have it microphones. Um, and then some, some real bad FX later, the... Uh, Basement dingus is possessed by the evil professor. Um, I don't even know what that stuff is. What? Like the the video effects that they're using in this thing. Oh yeah, it looks cool. It's I like, like it. I remember that. Like I remember what that stuff was. It's it's like very typical video editing stuff yeah. of the time. But yeah, it looks fine. I'm again. I'm starting to get to the point where that old like 
antiquated technology being used yeah. for that stuff. The now same it's, way now, that, now it's kind of like quaint and fun to see. It is. It is. Like some of that stuff is fun. Like like old video effects. Yeah, from, but I remember back in the day watching this and being like, oh, it looks like such shit. Why did you do that? <laughs> yep. I mean, so many movies that I got angry with at the time. And now now it's just yeah. <laughs> it's just like a like a fifties sci fi movie. Yeah. And you're like, oh it's a tin plate. That's great. <laughs> I'm glad that UFO is actually a tin plate. Um okay, so Upstairs, there's now some doing it going on. And in the living room, Tim, again, our only non-scumbag, is trying to hit on the space girl, winds up telling his tragic origin story Ugh. about being left in the closet when so his babysitter dumb. came over. And he was terrified, and he couldn't get out. I, and it's like, I, he thought there was something in there with him, and he was too afraid to make a noise, and he couldn't get out. And it's like, none of that explains why you can't make a noise. You literally, it, it's like... Oh, what's... Well, it explains why he's afraid of the dark, yeah. I, sure. But Which the, doesn't really come into play, barely. Again, and his scream doesn't come into play at all. It's so much of that... Well, it does at the end where he gets... He goes, no! And nothing happens. I know. What? Okay, so I don't, I don't mean to punch this thing up and Monday morning quarterback this thing here, but wouldn't it have been cooler if it was something where somebody had done something to him... Or to to one of his friends, and after this, he didn't stand up for them. And he was like, he had forever been ashamed of this moment when he didn't stand up. And he couldn't, he had so much, he was so angry, but he just stayed there and he was cowed or whatever. And mm-hmm. then it's like this last moment, he's always like never standing up for himself. And then the last moment, he freaks the fuck out and starts beating somebody. Isn't that kind of a better arc? Oh, he did kind of do that. He did, but but his... He did exactly that. Well, he (laughs) did exactly that, except his inciting trauma was being, like, alone in a closet. Okay, yeah. As opposed to... Not fighting somebody. Right, exactly. Like, if he had something where it was like, I should have been, I should have been more assertive. If I had been more assertive, my mother wouldn't have, you know, I I told her that the car wasn't working right. And if I'd been more assertive, she wouldn't have driven it off a cliff. Or, you Mm. know, who fucking cares? Anything like that. Would have been better than, or I like was... I couldn't bring myself to throw a punch. That right. I was like, this would make sense now that you're, yeah, exactly. And then... I see what you're saying now. Right. So, whatever. I so this is the beginning of a lot of things that I thought were in the remake of Night of the Demons. Okay. I assigned this next scene, the cunnilingus, gigantic tongue yep. scene, to Night of the Demons 2000 whatever, which is a Terrible movie. I couldn't finish. Wow, that movie is awful. Yep. <laughs> um, this is a much better movie than that. Um, okay, so we've I've... got. Oh, um, hold on. Doug's fully possessed, mm-hmm. and he's fondling the Necronomicon, and then he's heading for the kitchen. Attic Dingus is heading down to the kitchen to frighten him with an axe. These are just, like, things that are being done so that we know that there's an axe there for later. <laughs> Not sure why. So, Evil Doug is, like, just right about to go deal with Axe Guy when he hears the sex upstairs. And he's like, hmm, this seems like this would be a lot more fun than dealing with Axe <laughs> Guy in the attic. So, I'm going to go up there and do something weird to them. And we get the Nightmare on Elm Street gigantic long tongue cunnilingus scene. He can't get his tongue out from inner, and his tongue gets huge. And he decides... <laughs> to bite it off. Which is just... Wow. 
Yeah. I mean, it's a bold move. It is. <laughs> I, the it seems like that is a way far down the line last resort. Yeah. Like I feel <laughs> like it would take me a long time to get to that as my answer to this. Yep. No man, he's just like fuck this. <laughs> I honestly I can't even picture how you can do that, but I'm sure it's possible. Um like maybe punching yourself in the chin or something. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, so I, it's a fun joke though. Like it, yeah. she she's all into it because the tongue's doing great, I guess. Until she realizes. And oh, I remember God. I remember reading way back in college and I rented this too that she refused to do she was nude before. If you if you watch the scene you'll notice she was completely naked. Then once yes. the tongue starts attacking her, she's got the sheets wrapped around her right. the whole time. I guess she refused to do any nude scenes with the tongue. Like she's like, I'll do the nude scenes, but once that tentacle tongue comes in, like, no. <laughs> huh. I mean, hey, that's you know, it's good to have boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> and I appreciate that. Uh, I mean, it's pretty fucking gross and weird. Yeah. Either way. Um, okay. And her name is Nectar Rose. <laughs> Real name. Really? Yeah. Like just like Christian Rainbow, name. Just like Rainbow Harvest, yeah. That's weird. <laughs> they should team up and do a movie together. The, absolutely. If anybody could ever find Rainbow <laughs> Harvest <laughs> yeah, again. Uh, okay. So, we've got... The chainsaw, the lady from the attic. Justine. Yeah. Oh, man. I can't believe you remember these names. I've watched this movie a lot. Um, so she breaks in with a <laughs> chainsaw and is like, <laughs> I like hey, I'm going to scare you. Which... Look at me. I have leather face. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and she's just waving the chainsaw around. Then all of a sudden she stops. She's like, whoa, what the shit is this? <laughs> uh, and and she's not one for uh, for OSHA. Because she comes in there with a real with chainsaw, a working chainsaw that has a blade still on it. It's still got the chain on it, uh, and she's waving that thing around like crazy <laughs> with no protective gear. Impressively stupid, uh, but lucky. Movie is. <laughs> but lucky for him, uh, she did that because he grabs the because tongueless dude grabs the chainsaw and then murders the chainsaw murders that his own tongue <laughs> that he has wrapped up in a blanket yeah and it's a it's a bloodbath <laughs> yeah it's a <laughs> it's an evil dead style like just, no it's a virginal right it's it's <laughs> totally their own thing <sighs> yes okay so we all go back downstairs and regroup in the living room. Right. And since Evil Doug was distracted by the sex scene, he hasn't gotten around to murdering Attic Guy yet. But uh, Attic Guy is, like, alone in the attic with a dummy that's been placed there. Yeah. And he's, for some reason, talking I to it. I didn't really understand this. but all the, all the stolen possessions ended up in that attic room. Okay, but it makes that's, no sense. Oh, that, that's just one of the mannequins that yes, they stole. Yes, yep. Okay. But uh, Justine, says, Justine that. says that when she walks in. She's like, I don't know where all this stuff came from. Like, so all their stolen objects, okay. for some reason, poltergeist their way up there. In that room. Oh, okay. So, th- yeah, that's, that's mystical, too. Got it. Mm-hmm. All right. So we get just an inexplicable scene here where he's, he's like, oh, I'm going to fondle this dummy. Okay, weird. There's no point to it. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, like he's somehow getting back at Justine by fondling yeah. this dummy when she's not in the room. Um, and then he stands up, and a dartboard falls from the ceiling, 
with a picture of Bruce Campbell on it. That's the shit they stole. Yeah. It's got a signed photo of Bruce Campbell on it. And he goes, where's the darts? And then a dart flies and hits him in the head. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ow, my head. And then he's like, mad? Yeah, well, I'd be mad I if mean, a dart hit my head. Where did it come from? <laughs> the I cabinet. Mean, he was staring directly ahead. Like, how, does it, how did that happen without him knowing it? And then so he goes for a little walk, and then a red balloon... Uh, a completely a another completely original, completely original concept. A uh, red balloon just starts floating. <laughs> and he's like, you jerks, I hate balloons. And he pops it, but then he gets one of the stolen lawn dart shoots right into his forehead. I, as inexplicable and undeserved as this kill is, that fucking lawn dart looked so good. Yeah. That lawn dart kill is aces. Yep. Just could not possibly have looked like that's what it would look like if somebody got hit oh, yeah. the fucking lawn dart. It looks real. Because it is. He died for this role. <laughs> they actually he felt that strongly. Is that why they took lawn darts off the market because of this movie? Because of this movie, yep. Oh, that's smart. Um so a record plays, and it's not a spooky record at all, but it is playing by itself. Uh, but it is, I assume, the same song that was playing when those people got killed. Probably. It's it's called um, Freaky Flashback. Okay, so <laughs> this is not the professor doing this, because he doesn't know about any of that, right? No, about any of what? Okay, the, about the, the murders and all that stuff. Like, that's just no. completely incidental. It that's is. That's a separate haunting that is going on in this house. So that record playing was the ghosts that live in this house. No, I think he put the record on because then he danced with uh, Shepis there. He put the record on and it said about dancing around and he's like around and around. I think the professor did that. Okay. It doesn't, he doesn't need to know that that record was playing. Okay. I think he just like put the record on. And he was it like, just oh, happened to dance. be the last record that was there in the house. Yeah, they never, okay. they, from sure. the crime scene. Just, ever since the, like in 1918 or whenever yeah, that happened. Yeah, it makes total sense. It does. Uh, okay, so Space Lady has a stupid moment about overcoming fear and flirting with Tim <laughs> But they're interrupted by a literal needle scratch here. <laughs> uh, and Doug, evil Doug, of course, enters. But he's not, he's not eyebrowy Doug yet. Yeah, like eyebrow. He's he looks normal, but he's still evil. Uh, and now the guy with the missing tongue shows up, and he's bleeding from his mouth. And our be- our our bimbo freaks out and surprises everyone that she's not actually stupid here. Yep, all an act. She has a big. She has a big reveal that she's been putting on this whole bimbo act because it's what boys like, and she wanted to get this guy in bed, and that was it. I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool, too. Um, so, what happens here? Um, they, um, Doug starts becoming eyebrow evil Doug. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Um, yes. <laughs> evil Doug has the moment with the space lady where he says that they're all damned because they killed somebody because they killed the crazy eyebrow mm-hmm. professor. And then she's like, evil eyebrow professor deserved what he got because he was a piece of shit and he was ugly and he had a dumb mustache. <laughs> and he's like, dumb mustache, you motherfucker. <laughs> and she's like, what? <clears throat> and then they do the spinning around. Oh, no. I like it's, that scene. It is. And around uh, and around. And knitting. And knitting. <laughs> Again, a completely original scene. This one borrowed from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Um, 
Yeah, she flies across the room at the end of their little dance. And uh, No Tongue grabs the chainsaw, which is still running, apparently, just sitting there. He didn't need to start it up. Yeah. Super convenient to do that. I mean, always leave your chainsaws running. So if you ever need them to cut somebody they're up. They're already there. They're right there. But and, the demon makes it go into the fireplace. <laughs> but then we get our classic chainsaw versus electric guitar Oh, that's fight. right. Oh, that's so awesome. I love this gag. <laughs> it's great. Clearly an homage to Wendy Wendy O. Williams. I mean, it has to be. Yep. This has to be an intentional homage to Wendy O. But yeah, uh, so the demon Doug is blocking his attacks with a guitar, but then shredding with it <laughs> as the chainsaw is playing the strings. <laughs> He's playing a little solo while it's, it's going it's on. It's fun. It's good stuff. Um, but then eventually he kicks the chainsaw into the fireplace, which is yep. And then, and then he knocks Tongue Guy into a chair and magically ties him up with magical twine. And then plays a, a conductor, like like conducting him and, and shooting him around the mansion in this chair yep. until he goes straight to the, towards the wall where that detour sign they stole earlier tips down uh-huh. and cuts his head off um, in a completely original fashion that's not at all like, like uh, the omen. Like the omen? <laughs> I was just going to say. Uh, okay, so... Now the two the two ladies run away from this situation because they saw someone decapitated, <laughs> and they lock themselves in the kitchen. And Space Girl tells Delilah, is it Delia? Delia, Delia, yes. And Space the, Girl's name is Martha. Martha, I like Space Girl better. Yeah, I'm fine with Space Girl. Um, she's like, oh, by the way, we may have murdered a professor earlier. <laughs> Sorry, uh, he may be supernaturally powered and possessing people and going to kill us all. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is my bad, and uh, Oopsie apologies, <laughs> apologies all around for that one. Uh, so they all look for they look for weapons, and sh- uh, the bunny girl grabs an axe, and the space girl grabs a spatula, <laughs> and she's like, "Well, that's not going to work," so she grabs a lantern. Which is good enough. <laughs> you know, I've never seen one of these movies where they try to burn the house down while they're still in it. It's not a good plan. I'm not saying that I, I approve did, of that plan. I thought we did see a movie where they did that. They decided, really? Yeah, we covered it. I don't remember what it is. They tried starting a fire to get attention. Huh. I don't remember which one it is either. I'll have Damn. to scan through our Insta and see if it jog my that is That is now absolutely ringing a bell. You're right. Yeah. Shit. Okay. Rescinded. Um, okay. Uh, all right. So she, this I don't understand. So we're back up in the attic now. Yep. And the attic lady is super panicked because the other guy's left and she's alone with this dummy that she's freaking out about. And it's really, it's really weirding her out because she thought she saw it move. And then she's like, oh, she's got to touch it. She's like, uh, okay. And this thing where it's like she's sexually attracted to this dummy, this subplot vexed me. It's because she's a closet lesbian. You see, I mean, you see her watching the strippers earlier. Right. I, approvingly. I, it makes no I, sense, I just, but that's why. I just, uh, I just want... Like, Since I secretly like girls, I'm attracted to this mannequin just, of a girl. Just so that, so that any listeners out there know... Neither of us believe that lesbians are attracted to mannequins. That's <laughs> uh, not a thing. <laughs> uh, nope. Uh, Ralph Konevsky, however, I do not know if that is true for him. <laughs> uh, he's like, 
well, I'm sexually attracted to mannequins, and I'm attracted to women, so I... <laughs> Transitive property <laughs> says any gay women are going to be into this. Yep. But whatever. It turns out the dummy is alive, and it starts talking to her, and it's hitting on her, and she's like... She's about to make out with it, but it's like, fuck that. I'm going to grab her and we're going to make out. It's like, oh, shit. She breaks away because she's obviously terrified of the living dummy trying to make out with her. And somehow, I guess she is, her personality is cold, which they have tried to establish. They've said it a couple times. She never comes off as cold. She never, there's nothing here to prove it. And then her Wishmaster-esque punishment here is to be turned into a... Again, this works better if you're like a fucking fashion plate, if she was obsessed with clothes. Mm-hmm. If it was like, oh, you just wish you were a mannequin because you're like obsessed with always having the most expensive clothes. That's all you care about. Yep. You know, something like that. Sure, that's right. You're closeted homosexual so you're gonna turn into a mannequin (laughs) that's what happens i I mean listen i don't have proof that that's not what happens but (laughs) uh yeah it's a cool effect though sure it's nice sure yeah yeah it does look good um okay uh what do we go uh what's the next thing here what do we go that's how fucking tired I am. I'm tired too, man. <laughs> okay, so Tim's out looking for everybody, uh, specifically Marsha, and he's alone in the dark, which is specifically a bad thing for him because of his tragic backstory. But again, it's not affecting him in the fucking least. Nope. Again, with all of these character motivations, they're like, <laughs> okay, we're going to set this thing up, and then everybody's going to be like, nah, it doesn't matter. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of these things where it's like, they'll start a plan. They'll be like, okay, we're going to go do this. And then everything falls apart instantly and they never move forward with it. (laughs) It's really weird. Um, Okay, so Evil Doug shows up in this room that Tim's in. Tim goes to one of the bedrooms. Evil Doug's there. And he's just there to torment Tim. Um, Like... Tim didn't see the decapitation for some reason. Is that correct? Yeah, he seems surprised by it. Or maybe it's... You're going to be surprised if you see a cough head anyway. Well, no, no, no. Right. But he's also, like, totally, like, Doug, man, there's some crazy shit going on in here, right? Oh, yeah. You didn't see Doug conducting a symphony and battling somebody (laughs) with a chainsaw. And, like, you didn't see that whole thing? I guess he did not. He was just, he was like, I was, sorry, I was looking at my phone the whole time. I'm sorry, was something going on over here? Maybe he was in the bathroom. That would be hilarious, and I wish they had done that. Yeah. But he is treating Doug as though Doug is Doug, and there's no no issue here. Yeah, he missed a lot. Somehow, somehow he missed, <laughs> somehow a, he missed a lot. an awful lot of plot development. Um, so... Doug's like saying weird shit to him about how Tim should like knock out a lady and take advantage of her because he's evil. And then he he's like, okay, you're such a wimp. This is so dumb. It's almost not worth it to kill you, but I'm going to do it anyway. And he gets his crazy monster claws out. He's about to take a swipe at his neck when axe to the back of the neck. And that looks great. It does. That Pet peeve. Pet peeve. Again, she's a smart. She's the smart one. Yep, she's done with the ditzy trick. 
She's choked so far up on that fucking axe, it makes me crazy. I literally don't think you would be able to cut someone with that axe at the angle she's choked up on. <laughs> like, she's, like, up to the neck, basically. Yeah. And it's like, back off. back <laughs> Way back down. Come on. That she's Ooh. new to this. She is. She doesn't kill people with axes every day. Sure. That's everybody's and then excuse. She, then he makes a funny joke. He's like, you guys are becoming a pain in my neck. Thank God. Thank God he did that. Um, but then he gets an axe right in the middle of his head. Yes. And so now Tim is let in on the story of all the evil. He now knows that the professor's spirit can leave his body and just possess anyone and all of this. And just, I would like to take a moment to register my complaint about this. Okay. I have I have a long-standing complaint about this, and I will register it another time. I hate movies that do this. I like a movie that has rules mm-hmm. and that there is a way to succeed and a way to fail. Okay. And I know that Evil Dead is one of the few movies that gets away with this thing where I don't get mad about it, mm-hmm. where you're doomed no matter what you do. Everything you do is like the Kandarian dagger is a fucking, it's a MacGuffin. It doesn't work. You know, like yep. all this shit, it's always going to end badly no matter what you do. Where like in this case, there's also the professors being an idiot here. Because his end goal could easily be to possess someone and then say, here I am, here I am, you should kill me, you should kill me, I'm dead, okay, now I come out, possess the next person, here I am, here I am, kill me, now I'm one person, cool, I'm the last one left and I'm possessing this body. Why is he going to do anything else? Why is he running around, trying not to get hurt, trying to mess with anyone? Because he can't kill himself. That's why he... Needs to die, but he can't kill himself because of there is a rule. They mention it somewhere. But, I mean, he doesn't need to die in the body that he's possessing. He needs to die at the hospital. Yeah. And he's going to die eventually. Like, even if he's in a coma for three years, eventually he'll be dead and this will take care of itself. <laughs> I mean, unless he has a time limit on how long he can be out of his body. Maybe he does. I mean, they never set up a ticking no. clock for him or anything, but okay. <laughs> sure. That's all. I just wish that there was something where it was like there was an end goal for our heroes where they knew that they could do something. They're only Are you pl- saying like the professor needs to put himself into somebody's body before it's too late? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's original. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm that's not what I'm saying. I was more saying that they should have at least known what they were doing and the movie is so like offhanded about it where they're just like what, were, what was your plan? You were going to go get the book and try to burn it? Really? Yeah. Fucking dum-dums? Like, they never learn anything. They never learn what it is that they need to do. So you never feel like they're trying to accomplish something. Mm-hmm. Everything they're trying to accomplish is always just, like, pulled out from under them. Dude, they're trying to stay alive. Exactly. But, I mean, it doesn't... I, I would I would like some more forward motion for their characters, where it's like I felt like I knew where they were going. Okay. That's all. Um, okay. So, so yeah, they kill him, and then he starts having a, a seizure in the hospital. Yep. After he gets the oh. axe to his body. Yes. And then <laughs> he does this awesome scene where Brad Dorf, uh is that where we are now? Okay, so, wait, um, oh, the, well... Okay, this is really insignificant. We're basically there. Let me let me just. Okay. This is the part where they 
they do the thing where they're trying to figure out who's who. Oh, who's oh, possessed, yeah. who isn't. Yeah. And, you know, there's a fight for the axe. And then they do the whole thing where they're like, well, how do we know that you're not possessed? Well, how do we know that, you know, we shouldn't leave the axe behind and blah, 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 blah. And then eventually she's like, the space lady is like, listen, we should all get together. You know what? Let's have a group Let's hug. Have a group hug. And then everyone goes, group <laughs> hug. Killer. She's, she's a demon. demon. Yep. <laughs> and... Which is kind of funny. And so Brad Dorf's trying to get resuscitated in the hospital with the uh, defibrillators. Yes. But he wakes up and goes on a defibrillator rampage, uh, shocking a dude in the nuts with a defibrillator. Oh, kills so many people. And then um, and then gives a taunt to the patient next to him. Like, yes. He looks so great when he did that. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. And also, so... By him doing this, now Space Lady is, has been exercised, so she's no longer possessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so for now, yeah, he'll be back. But again, <laughs> listen, far be it from me to question this movie, but he's got a hole in his chest. <laughs> like I get, like that he was sent back to the body or whatever, but. Mm-hmm shocking the heart that literally has two ventricles that have had a fucking like I don't think this is a great What do you know? You're not a doctor. You know what? I'm not and so maybe And the doctor in charge knows who he is so maybe he was trying to be like oh you know we'll save this guy like this this. yeah (laughs) I'm a savior Yeah Sucker. <laughs> yes, I'm the best. Um, I'm the best doctor in my country. <laughs> I am a good heart surgeon. Whatever that quote is, uh, I am a bad doctor. Yes. Um. So. Uh. So yeah. Basically, but his whole goal with this defibrillator rampage is to get shot by hospital security, and he nails it because he needs to die. Yes. Yep. And it's like if I start killing people left and right, <laughs> they gotta somebody's gonna come me. in and yep. shoot me. And he guessed right. Yeah. Yep. He was right. Um. Also, <laughs> I forgot to mention her exit from the room. When they figure out that uh, <laughs> she so spins cool. in a circle. Yeah, like, I love it. She Tasmanian devils out of the room yes. once they figure out that it's I love her. it. <laughs> the first time. This is uh, so, okay. All right. Uh, what do we got here? Okay. Two, two, two. What do we got? Okay. Uh, Delia's gone outside, and she goes, she somehow, something happens? How did she get outside? I think the doors got unlocked temporarily when he was back at the hospital, and then... And they didn't all just bolt? No, I think that spell, that thing kind of unlocked so she could actually get out, but then he came flying back, and then it clicked it back in. Okay. Either way, she gets the Kandarian dagger, and, and Space Lady and Tim decide that they're going to start making out because you know what love is the most powerful force in the world this what is this professor doing he just botched the job like twice in a row i think i think what it boils down to is he wanted to make out with tim yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's really what i got out of this thing was that he wanted to make out with tim and so he does uh she shows her boobs and then pretty quick tim figures out that she wasn't going to do this. And After so. getting a lot of boob looks in. You know, <laughs> good on him. He pretty much figures it he's going to die. It is Tiffany Shepis. Shepis? Shepis. Who is she? She is amazing. She's been in hundreds of horror movies. I can't think of a single one she's been in for some reason. Abominable is cool. Delta Delta Die. <laughs> Don't know that movie either. Oh, jeez, man. The chicks uh, kill the guys and make meat pies. 
for their sorority. Jesus, how are there this many movies? And that one I... girl eats a eats a penis and gets yelled at by the house mother. Brink Stevens over it. She's like, no eating penises. <laughs> wow, it's great. We should do it. I mean, we're really on a fraternity kick here. So we are. Uh, Shepes is in Bloody Murder Two. Nice. Okay, yeah. I don't know that movie either. Jeez, man. What what have I been doing with my time? Not collecting '90s and 2000s ta- horror tapes. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, all right. So, sp- demon space lady. Once she gets punched, she's like, "Oh, uh, you know what?" He extinguishes the fire, and oh no, Tim's plunged into darkness. Yeah, this is this is a very good example of why you need to watch pronouns in this particular thing because I guess technically he. Is the demon, not she. Yes. Okay. Um, All right. So, Tim's secret weakness has been unveiled. Blah, blah, blah. And now they... Basically, she runs up to the... Or down to the basement where the secret door is, correct? That's where they all are. Like, they basically just... Like, Tim is stuck there because he's like, Oh, no, it's dark. I can't move. Yeah. Because of whatever. Okay, that's what's going on. And then they go to the secret doorway to hell for whatever that's all about. And then, oh my God, when he holds Delia's head through the portal and we see hell, I hate it. It's like such (laughs) the most generic. It's worse than the hell in the Spawn movie. (laughs) Oh, you know what? It's not worse than the hell in the Spawn (laughs) movie, which I think does say an awful lot. Man, that looks like a cutscene from a PS1 game. Oh, totally I does. just watched that recently, and it blew my fucking <laughs> mind. Like, I remembered it being bad, but I was like, oh, no, 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 no. This isn't finished. Yep. They never they never finished this effect. Nope. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Bummer. That's, a real, that's real sad, because the rest of that movie is so good. Spawn? It's <laughs> <laughs> like... Shouldn't we? <laughs> mm, no, I, I do. I do uh, think his, clown's great. Clown's great. His makeup effect is great. Yep. He looks great. Spawn looks awesome. Yep. The actor that plays Spawn is awesome. There's there's a lot of things to love about that movie, but just as a whole, it's very difficult to love that yeah. movie. Especially, especially <laughs> Mal Bolger in Hell. <laughs> it's like oh fucking Doctor Claw with a no moving mouth. <laughs> <laughs> He looks like a uh, a virtual combat character. Like he's like all <laughs> all polygons. <laughs> oh shit! One of the twisted metal characters is after me. Um. All right. So this is this is our our big denouement ending with Tim finds his voice and attacks the professor. <sighs> yeah, Delia shows up with the Kandarian staff and beats the professor a few times and it's like, "Aha, we're going to do this." But then he's like, "Oh, no you're not." and points at the staff and it starts bleeding and she's like, "Blood." Ah! <laughs> I don't understand why she couldn't hold the staff anymore cuz it talked to her. Like it looked at her and it was like, "Bah." It went, "Bah." And That's like, scary. <laughs> you want to drop shit like that. <laughs> Unless there's a fucking demon from hell <laughs> that you're using the prop to beat. Oh, we should we should we should mention too that Shepes was thrown through the portal too. Yes. By Delia. So, and then this, then the professor comes back out, and we're yep. missing Space Lady. Yep. So Space Lady's body is now in hell. Yep. And the professor's spirit or body back in something, his robe who knows from the beginning. Yeah, he's alive-ish. 
And, uh, yep. And then Tim goes bonkers. Oh, but not before she makes a great fart joke, though. Oh, that was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) This movie really, like, that was really the thing that that this movie needed to sell it. Yeah. Was her making a fart joke. (laughs) Every movie needs shit up. (laughs) (laughs) She made a fart joke and then somebody threw a skeleton at him. (laughs) Yeah. That it's awesome. Was so insane. It made me laugh so hard because it's just like the skeleton comes from out of nowhere. It was that same one on the ground that he yeah, made. Yeah, the, it's yeah. Literally, yeah. it's like so. You think that it's a bad movie plastic skeleton, but it's in the movie. It's supposed to be a plastic exactly. skeleton. It yep. just looks stupid. But I mean, I don't think that people watching the movie were like. Oh, I remember that plastic skeleton from before. They just assume it's a skeleton. Um, either way, uh, Tim's found his voice. He screams, and then nothing happens, which is so frustrating. But then he's like, now that I've screamed, I have the power to beat you up. And he grabs the thing, and he starts beating him. Ah, take While that, making like know. a bunch of uh, like funny curse words. Yes, he's, like, he's cursing him for various hilarious things <laughs> that he hates him about. And... Uh, yeah, he flies into hell. He sends the professor to hell, and then the wall repairs itself. Yep. In, but then it opens back up and shoots Space Lady back. Space Lady comes back out, and then it opens up again and shoots, shoots the, the rat. Because <laughs> the rat was apparently pure good as well. Mm-hmm. Both of them were too kind for hell. <laughs> it was interesting. Um, yeah. I hated the fact that the wall repaired itself and then let them back out. It's like, well, then what the fuck's the wall for? <laughs> I was like, shoot them back out and then fix the wall, for God's sake. And so then they all go to leave the house, but they can't. And then it's revealed that all of the the ghosts from Hack House came through during this whole ordeal. Yep. And now they're going to fuck with them. So they pick up all their pokers and stuff and start fighting ghosts with sticks, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. And that's how the movie ends. So we don't know if they live or die. We um, do not know if they, we, I mean, you can pretty much assume they die because they there's can't There's a lot fight. of ghosts. You, you can't yeah. fight ghosts. Yep. <laughs> like, or think, can you? I mean, who knows? Maybe. I've never done it. I've never had to try. <laughs> you should try it. <laughs> try it sometime. I think you'd like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's it. That's, uh, that's the hazing. The hazing. It is just a fun movie. That is a movie that I cannot remember the title of, even though I watched it twice <laughs> and wrote it down and <laughs> several it's other things. super fun. Tiffany Shepis is amazing in it. She's pretty great. Yeah. Um, honestly, the female leads were stupendous. Yep. Who's the blonde? Nectar Rose. She was really good. Yeah. Like, she was shockingly good. Yep. And again, I mean, I guess maybe because she has, maybe it's like a a double-edged sword to be like super hot and blonde when you're in Hollywood because you're fighting for roles with 10 billion other hot blondes. Mm -hmm. But like she, her range was awesome. Yeah. When she switches from bimbo to the smart girl, it's really cool. And like, honestly, her, her range to like when she's actually frightened and when she's like, I just want to go home and like all of those lines, she's like. Yeah, I thought she was she and Tim were definitely the standouts of this this thing. Yep. I I definitely would have liked to have seen both of them go further. I don't know that neither of them did. They might be, both be fucking huge stars and I just don't know it. 
because I don't watch the kind of things that they're in. Exactly. And I don't do research because I fucking work 17 hours a day. So That's it? I know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I need to get a pizza delivering job. It's Fuck. fun, dude. Come, it is. Come hang out with me in the morning. God, I do. I miss delivering pizzas. I don't. <laughs> it's weird, but I really do. It was... It was a great job. They it could was, use the help. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Everybody can. I don't know about you, but I've I have ordered pizza recently and uh it took two and a half hours to get there. Portland Pie Portland was pie. Like, I was just gonna say, was, was it Portland Pie? Because they like, are the worst. I was like, uh hey guys, where's the fucking pizza? And they're like, Oh, we only have one guy on Fridays for deliveries. And I'm like you are the biggest fucking place. Is it because you don't want to pay people? Yeah. Is it because you, you you just can't find it in your heart to increase the pay of lowly workers? Yep. Is that what every fucking place is up against? <laughs> fucking pay people, you fucking scumbags. <laughs> yeah, when we first moved to Westbrook, uh, we, we ordered delivery uh, when, we, when we were moving. Even though Portland Pie was just like a two-minute, four-minute drive down the road. We're just like, we're lazy. We're staying home right yeah. now. You know? So we got. The, it took them an hour and a half to get there, and then when they did, it was cold. I was like, "Dude, yeah, I walk to you all the time." <laughs> yep, yeah, no, it's it's not not good news for anybody in the in the pizza racket right now. Like nobody's got delivery drivers, nobody's got people working in the kitchens. It's like, yeah, I'm the only driver in the morning, and uh, sometimes it'll happen like that. I'll get three deliveries at once, and they're all they're all ten minutes drives Ooh. in the opposite direction. So it's like no matter where I go. Somebody's stuff is always going to be sitting there yep. for 20 minutes or more like before it gets to them. Yep. That yep. sucks. Yep. Oh, well. That's how it goes. But 20 minutes is not two and a half hours. No. That's <laughs> so, important pie time. That's important pie time. <laughs> um, anyway, let's see. What do we need to say? We need to say that there's a Halloween event at Coast City Comics and that you should uh, come get free comic books from all of the participating people. Get a free people. tote bag. And a free tote bag. And also, you should purchase your comics from CoastCityComics.com. Um, I think that you should follow us on Instagram at the Funbox Monster Podcast. You should rate and review us Yeah. on iTunes, Google Say Play, nice words whatever else. Tell us we're pretty. Yeah, whatever other things that you listen to us on. We appreciate that. And... Uh, and also you could follow Coast City Comics if you like comic books and things of that nature. Where you can go to CoastCityComics.com and get yourself a fun box mouse post podcast t-shirt. Yeah, do it. Um, and Matt, where can they follow you? Uh, at Matt Hawkward, VHS Fiend, and, uh, also check out the Video Vagrants group on Facebook for lots of fun stuff there. Wow, I'll do that. Yeah! <laughs> uh, okay, that, that is about everything that I've got, I think. It was a short one. I don't know. I yeah. feel like I, I need to say something more, but I guess nah. that's it. All right, then. Everyone. This wraps up our, our Halloween spectacular. Oh, damn it. We're not going to get another one in before Halloween. So, happy Halloween, everybody. Yes. Boo. Boo. I'm a scary ghost. Perfect. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Face drive.